When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a truncated, abbreviated edition. We don't got a lot of time, so we'll get right to it. We got Texas basketball. Yes, a big, a huge breakdown. We're going to get into it. We'll talk about the top of the three and the top of the five o'clock, the matchup between Texas and Creighton. That is a big matchup. We'll get right to it. Also, uh, big news coming from the 40 Acres. We'll also get to uh, maybe uh, some optimism surrounding Xavier Worthy. We'll get to the uh, conspiracy theories about that. Also, Brendan Marion. There's news now for our friends over at Horns 24-7 that he has indeed decided to interview for the Tulsa job, and that is happening. We'll get to some of that report coming up in the top of the 4 o'clock. we got some NFL news notes and nuggets we'll get to at 4.30. It is a Thursday night football game tonight. We'll preview that, but also get into some of the other uh, big games coming up in the Week 13 NFL weekend. All of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and Chase his dream in the cheese. Pimpin' ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Man, game day, baby. This game is day. a different type of game day. Normally, mm-hmm. we're getting amped up about the football game, but this time, this feels like a football game. Get over to the Moody and put yourself in the mood. Let me talk to you about my friend that's always in the mood. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. He is a fan of you, the listeners. My man, 
Rob Babels. And because of the big matchup, uh, the Texas men's basketball team facing the Creighton Blue Jays, my man Patrick, who produces the games uh, for IMG and for the broadcast that you'll hear live right here on 104 Down the Horn, my man Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns, uh, and Eddie Orn as well. Uh, you, uh, He's down there, so he's not with us today because we are off early. We're off at 530 yep, because yep. the pregame starts up a little bit early on um, because it's such a big matchup, and then we'll lead you right Right into the contest between Texas and Creighton. So we'll get right to it. We'll start breaking that down. Uh, before we do, though, um, and shout out to my man, uh, Corey, who's going to be twisting and tweaking the Dallas here. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, I don't know if Patrick is, since he's gone, if we're doing new theme Thursday. Corey, I, is that a thing still? We are. We are. We are. We are? All right. Yep, All right. Yep, there yep. you go. So my man, Patrick's putting in the work. Even when he ain't here, yeah, that's he's still right. putting in that's the right. work. All right, so we got new theme Thursday. We'll get to that coming up, and hopefully Harge and I can guess the theme before we're out of time. Because, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, we're <laughs> off early today, so hopefully we can get it before then. Uh, but if not, I'm sure you guys will help us out. You always do. Specs text line wide open, 512-337-3776. Also, you can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. And uh, my man Patrick Davis not here, but he's at It's Patrick Davis. Corey, what's your Twitter handle? You want to get it out to the people? Corey Gidry 11. That's K-O-R-Y-G-U-I-D-R-Y 11. I like that. All right, I like that. Corey Gidry That's 11. Right. All right, I'll try to remember that. If I don't, uh, just remind me, Corey, make sure I don't forget. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get – you know what? Before we get to Texas basketball – Let's. I mean, this. I hate to do it, but you know, let's gossip about our ex real, real quick. Come on, let's, let's do it. Let's gossip let's about, do our, it. about the ex. It's yeah. always fun to gossip about the uh, ex. For sure, we know we all do it. We're all guilty of it. You hear something about the ex, you see it on social media, and then you go, "Man, did you see? You see what she? You see what old girl did? Oh, oh man, oh, we seen it. Yeah, I was just waiting it. on you to hit me up about I, it because I wasn't gonna bring it up, bro. <laughs> I was waiting on you to bring I it up. I was waiting on you to bring <laughs> exactly. it up. I mean, it's your ex. I just, yeah. I'm glad you want to talk about it because I want to talk yeah. about it. I've been waiting for you to call me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it has so hard to hit me up, all yeah, right? Because yeah. uh, it's all of our ex, Tom Herman, who is the uh, former head coach here at the University of Texas. He has decided to take a job. We just said yesterday, and I was like, I don't know why, why he's not being mentioned more for right. some of these job openings. Tom Herman is perfect. Didn't work out here at Texas. Wasn't the right fit. But Tom Herman's still a good football coach. Absolutely. Um, and he's he's been hired as the uh, head football coach at FAU, Florida yep. Atlantic. Yep. Uh, there you go. Boom. Uh, I like this, I like the I like the fit for you like him. that. I like the fit for him Give because it it's off the radar, right? Yeah. Because you know you're leaving the University of Texas, and everybody assumes that you're going to get this next big job. But sometimes it's better to stay out the way. Go re- rebuild your credit report, and now you get back up to those to the. You can move into the high rise neighborhood again. I like that. You got you got to move around <laughs> from your credit report, right? So then you get back in there, and it's like, all right, I paid off this bill. They said I talked to my financial advisor. He gotta told me I called I called Ken Banks, and Ken <laughs> Banks told me, Mike, this is what you got to move around. Got to change your status, huh. and now you move to the next level, and you start taking those steps because you know as well as I do, you you got to be comfortable in your skin when you come to the University of Texas. You got to believe in yourself enough and be able to deal with all the ancillary stuff to 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 be yourself. And sometimes if you come in and you're trying to be somebody else, because we all talked about it seemed like him being trying to be that Nick Saban type of guy or the Urban Meyer at that time when you didn't have the same amount of skins on the wall kind of changes the way people view you. Now you can go off the grid 
Go out there, build your resume back up, and now you become a different person. So I'm happy for Tom Herman. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think he's a hell of a football coach. I mean, he may not have fit the bill here because he didn't want to deal with all the other stuff. Well, now he, he there's not a lot for him to be doing in Boca Raton except for winning football games and hanging out. Yeah, no, I, I that's to- what Lane Kiffin did. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, the 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 truth is, and we all know it because we've all seen it so much that there is so much more to being head football coach at the University of Texas yep. than just winning football games. Right. Um, yes, winning football games is a part of it, but Tom Herman is not here, and he was winning football games. What Tom Herman didn't figure out, and what I think I, I said when he was fired that Tom Herman's there's a good football coach in there somewhere. He is probably, when he's more experienced and he has some more wisdom, he's probably going to be a really good football coach Mm -hmm. um, because you look at it, he didn't value relationships. I don't know why, but that (laughs) uh, he didn't value relationships for some reason. He came to you. That's why by the time he was done, um, his boss didn't like him, CDC. Uh, the other head coaches threw him under the bus because yep, of the yep, <laughs> with yep. the eyes of Texas. Yep. Uh, the fans really didn't like him very much. Uh, the the locker room turned against him too. He didn't really have many allies in his own locker room. Yep. Uh, so <clears> it was it's those things where you can tell that he didn't value relationships. And even though he was winning games, by the time he was done in just four years, um, he had more of a groundswell against him than for him. And, right, right, right. And, and, and we know that he was not ready for a job of this magnitude. We know that because of some of the, I would call the Mensa meathead moments, right, where he's, uh, he's mocking the uh, Missouri quarterback in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, you know, he's butting heads with the, with the players before uh, the game. Uh, he's the double bird. Kissing he's everybody the on, the, on the cheek yeah, as the, they come oh, up but, the bus. But, but, but he was doing that. And that's not, yeah, that's yeah. not really something that – that was something that he actually thought was endearing. But I'm talking about stuff that was – Embarrassing, Um, and the double bird was just embarrassing. (laughs) All right, the de- I mean, I was just he, he I was talking he about what people were saying want, to me at Oklahoma. Yeah. No, you weren't. Yeah, he didn't want that getting out. You know what I mean? So that was just some moments where it was he was it was it was his conduct was unbecoming, right? Of a head coach at the University of Texas, and I think ultimately his his uh, the inability to value relationships or at least you know form those meaningful relationships it came back to haunt them because yeah. the boosters and the donors they really didn't back him anymore either nobody right. backed tom herman by the time he was done and think about it, his his approach to the eyes of texas ultimately was his downfall and correct I, I, I said that when it happened i said he doesn't have a plan for the eyes of texas so ultimately the eyes of texas will come back to haunt him i didn't know it would be his, I didn't know it would be his undoing to the right. point he get fired. You didn't know um, it would be his detriment. Uh, well, I know it would be <laughs> yeah. like totally. It, yeah. it, that was the reason he got fired. Right. We all know that. Like, yeah. It was yeah. the way he handled the eyes of Texas. Correct. And that the beginning of the end was seeing Sam Ellinger after the loss to Oklahoma there by himself and then everything unraveled from there. Because that's when, that's when he lost the fans. Correct. That's when he lost the fans. That's when he lost the boosters, actually, too. Boosters and donors. Yeah. That, uh, but, but, yeah. But, but anyway, I, I digress. I think all that is – is stuff that is going to now be beneficial for him because I'm, I'm, I think he truly learned from that. Oh, yeah, uh, and for that, sure. And it wasn't all his fault, but there, there was so much of it was his responsibility. And the truth is, man, this job, these types of jobs, as Sark. as Sark what happened to mm-hmm. him at Washington and at USC. There's so much pressure. You Sometimes it, it can, you can you will collapse underneath it. Correct. You will, it will, you will simply collapse underneath it and you'll be dust by the end of it. And you'll, you won't even know who you are. And I think some of that happened Be to like Tom Thanos. Herman. Thanos hit and, you up. Well, yeah, and just it, exactly. disappeared. And it changes yep. your, your entire family. And uh, yeah, you get the money. You get the money. Yep. The money is good. 
um, but you, you you're in the family your your family and the, those relationships end up becoming <clears throat> you know destroyed as a result of you kind of losing yourself within that job. So th- those just a lot of pressure, and I think like you said, Archie wants to get away from that pressure. FAU ain't that kind of pressure. No, you go home, not at all. Win or lose a game, it's all good. Everybody will be happy. They're not expectations at FAU like they are at the University of Texas. And I think he kind of wants to get back to that. Remember, ultimately, he's an underdog. Yeah. Walk-on, uh, you know, kind of guy. Loves that attitude. Remember, that's why he was great as an underdog. Mm-hmm. He's an underdog guy. What that's, his, about? That's, his, that's his claim to yeah, fame, you U know? U of H, Iowa yeah. State, Sam Houston State, what is it, uh, Texas State, mm-hmm. you know? He, I mean, he, he was the underdog guy, and I think he's more comfortable in that role. He will have that role at FAU. Yeah, like I said, I, th- I think, you know, we can both agree that Tom – was a good football coach. He had a lot that was going on. He had so many different uh, thoughts and processes. And like I said before, we looked at him on the cover of of that tex- Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and what we saw was the picture of the mastermind. And then when they struggled a little bit, we were all questioning, oh, is he really that intelligent? No, he, he really is that intelligent. He's a, he's a Mensa. He's a Mensa guy. But what we what we didn't like was the persona, the way he carried himself, the way he talked to certain people, the way he tried to change. As soon as he got in here, I don't want anybody talking to the media. I don't want any of this getting out what happens here. There, there's processes to that. you got to build some credibility for people to believe in you to be able to do yeah. that. So for him, that's, but why again, recru- that's why his recruiting at the end yes, at toward his so tenure bad. was so bad because yep. what, recruiting is it's all relationships. That's yep. it. Whether yep. it be with high school coaches or it be with the family or it be with the player, just relationships overall. And if you value them, uh, one thing I'll say about Sark, Sark values relationships. So – He's gonna have more time than Tom Herman, or at least right. he'll or make that time. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'll he'll have a better opportunity to be successful because at least he values relationship. Mac Brown was you know, he was all relationships. Yeah, he's a CEO. He was the guy. That's why it was hard to even to get to get rid of Mac Brown. Y'all couldn't push him out because <laughs> all the boosts and the donors were like, "Oh man, no, Mac's my guy." Yeah, he's gonna I, hang out with me at night. I have dinner it? with Mac yeah, all the time. Exactly. I kick it with Mac all the time. That's my guy. And and even the administration, nobody wanted to fire him because everybody was like, "No, Mac's yep. my guy. I'm not trying. You got to you need to bring somebody in here." And they did. They they brought the hatchet man. They brought yep. OG Stevie P in here, uh, and he cut costs and cut salaries and cut everything and fired back and did everything he wanted to do. And they were like, "All right, take your golden parachute and get out of here." Yeah, peace Stevie out, Stevie P. Peace um, out. But oh. it, that's 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 what happens when you value relationships. You're, <clears throat> you're so entrenched, be hard to get rid of. You. Mac understood that. Yeah, no Tom doubt. Tom Herman did not. And you know, we started looking at what his history was. He went twenty twenty two and four overall at Houston before coming to Texas, and then he won the ten games in his second season, and that's when Sam was on the podium. We're mm-hmm. back. You know, he tried to get that going, played for a Big 12 championship. I mean, those are the things that we loved about it. You know, we may not like the process, but we love the fact that we were headed to Arlington with his time here and to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. But then you start looking at it. And think about this. He went 15-8 and eight as a Texas Longhorn and got fired after a 7-3 and three season. To your point. He didn't play the game well enough to keep exactly. his job because if he did, he would probably still be here and and being successful. The one thing I will say about Tom Herman, and I know a lot of people are over him and was glad for him to go, his teams played hard. They fought. They mm-hmm. were in every single ballgame. I think he only got beat bad one game. So he brought every single intention of being tough. And I know we got somebody that hit us up. 
oh, man, he was talking about that P chart. But if you go back and you really think <laughs> about the P chart, he was making people understand. And it goes back to your point. You playing for the University of Texas or you playing at the University of Texas? And if you could go out there and your P chart was dirty, but you was balling out every week, it didn't, nobody would have cared about the P chart. Yeah, they, got, they actually got that chart from Urban Meyer who right. got it from somebody else. Right. So it, he's not the only one to use it. He, at, at Texas, everything gets overblown yeah. um, and overexamined. But, uh, yeah, I mean – Tom Herman, I'm glad that he got the job. Um, glad that he's now kind of off the radar, like you said. I think that's important for him. That's and ironic that you brought up, man. I'm surprised that he's not being mentioned in more jobs. No, and then, boom, here we are. It, it, well, <laughs> he, he's not because to me, if he if anybody deserves a on a reclamation project or Correct. a second chance, it'd be Tom Herman. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, he the, the boneheaded stuff he did here. Losing to Maryland, I guess, didn't help. Twice. Twice. <laughs> that did not help. Twice. That didn't help. Uh, and not giving it to Bijan late in his his last year, too. That seemed like yeah. uh, seemed like common sense there, too. So, yeah, sometimes, like I said, the Mensa meathead thing right, was right. annoying with Tom Herman. But I do think there's a good football coach in there somewhere. Uh, he just wasn't a program builder. That takes time. Right. All right. right. To learn how to build a program. Like, being a good football coach, that's some of those, a lot of those on the high school level. Mm-hmm. Damn good football coach. Yeah. You want to build a program though? That's different. Yeah. That's very different. That's re- yeah. and that's I, I think that is what separates Tom Herman from, you know, becoming what we all hoped he would be. Right. Which is a championship level coach. He just wasn't a program builder. Yeah. And I think we're hoping Sark is a pro and it looks like Sark is taking the necessary steps to be a program builder. Mac did. And you do need a little bit of time, but you gotta have success while you do it. You can't you know, you can't be winning six games how much Correct. you're building the program. Sorry, right. that's unacceptable. That, especially we'll, we'll find here. somebody else to exactly. find somebody else to build it while they win more games <laughs> exactly. every year. The, whole, the rule is you gotta you gotta you gotta get better every year as you rebuild the program. Couldn't agree more. It. Couldn't and agree that's more. That's the rule. Yeah. You don't do that, then we gonna get on you. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, that's just that's the rules. Yeah, I got on. I, I, hey, I, we I went hard. five and seven. Now we eight and four. Hey man, I was hard on Tom Herman too. Yeah. I was hard. He's like, you hard on Sark. I was hard on Herman. Yeah, I was hard on Mac. Everybody, Mac, called, yeah. Mac called me to the office. Yeah, his own player. Yeah. I was so hard on him. I was hard on everybody. Well, I'm gonna be hard on anybody. That's yeah. just the way it is. Yep. Uh, and that, rightfully so. That's I mean, just you part of the, the job. hallways, man. You understand yeah, so what it's about. I, I told Mac too. I was like, "Well, I'm I'm going to continue to do what I do," <laughs> and he he respected Case it. Ross, yeah. Yep. And now that he's no longer at Texas, it's all good. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. So, okay, let's get back to it. We'll get to some uh, Texas uh, football conversation. Actually, we're going to go behind the burnt orange curtain a little bit um, in the top of the four o'clock and talk about Brennan Marion, Xavier Worthy. Yeah. Uh, also, a little bit more reflection on the All Big Twelve team uh, and. The, the snub, the snub heard round Still the Longhorn Nation. <laughs> Still hating it. Uh, yeah, so we'll get to that too. All right, let's talk about uh, the Texas Creighton uh, matchup tonight, yep. Harge, yep. because uh, it is a big one. It's basically, you're talking about uh, March Madness in, in December. Correct. That's basically what you got here mm-hmm. uh, with Creighton uh, ranked number seven, uh, Texas ranked number two. I said I think it's going to come down to a couple of factors, um, and the matchups are great, too, all across the board. But I think a couple of factors are going to be big. I think, number one, um, I'm looking at turnovers. Yep. I think turnovers are going to be huge. Huge uh, part of it. Creighton ranks 17th in offensive turnover percentage, uh, but Texas has turned over opponents um, like fourth highest rate in college basketball, uh, nearly 29%. 
Creighton takes care of the basketball. Uh, Texas turns it over, or at least forces teams to turn it over. Um, they're going to need that. You always bring up the great stat, and I love it, about uh, Texas points off turnovers. Yeah. And their other defense generating offense, they're going to need a ton of it in this game. And that's big for momentum, especially in the move. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you look at this team and what Texas has been able to do. And this was something uh, Patrick and I talked about with Texas. Texas has really been in a home court environment for most of the season. They went down to the Valley, That's right. but it was a home game for them, basically. Then they played in Je- uh, Gregory Gym, another home game. So their energy and time zones are going to be good. And I heard the play-by-play guy with uh, with uh, Light the Tower today talking to Craig Way. Shout out. And one of the things that I didn't even think about going into this game they were in Hawaii, and so they're coming back from Hawaii, and their bodies are trying to adjust That's to fair. the time zone. That's a good point. And initially, the the first half may be evenly matched basketball game. Well, they only play a certain amount of guys. They only play six to seven guys, and I heard Chris Beard talk about this. Well, Texas plays ten. Texas is almost 10 deep, and mm-hmm. as he keeps going into the season, he's trying to expand it. Maybe they play eight. Maybe they get to 10. And that was one of the things that I was like, huh, that makes more sense to me. The pressure, we talked about it, 141 points to 37 off of turnovers in the first five games for the University of Texas. That means that they they are turning over their opponent 103 times this year. Think about that when you're you're playing a team that is coming back from four different time zones. Mm -hmm. Four different time zones. I didn't even think about the aspect of them coming back from Maui. So this may be one of those games that is really, really tight up until the mm-hmm. half, and then you get to see one of the teams separate. You would assume it would be uh, Texas. You would assume because they've been in the central time zone yep. the entire time. They've had some rest. They've done some different things. They've been at home pretty much the entire time. So this will be one of those things that I don't think it'll be like uh, we saw against Gonzaga. I think it'll be a lot tighter game because they're a differently built team. As yeah. I told you when we faced when Texas played Gonzaga, they didn't have that guy that we could say, all right, we're going to try to take away Drew Timmy, but they got such and such on the outside. Chet Holgram. This team has shooters all over the place. They do, they're man. shooting over 44%. Their top shooter is shooting forty four percent. No, they uh, they shoot over thirty eight percent from three from three point range. Yeah. Uh, and I worry about there's there's a kind of a combination of worries. It's that they have some length, uh, pretty much, much so. all across the board, yeah. but specifically on the perimeter, the the Baylor Shireman kid is mm-hmm. is a little scary. He's about six seven and he shoots forty four percent. That's that lefty from three point range. Fifty five. Remember fifty five when you're watching the game. Yeah, tonight. Uh, he's he's gonna be a problem. Even I heard my man Zay talking about him. You know Zay knows hoops and Zay yeah. said no. He's an he, he's an NBA guy. Yeah, for he's, sure. He's got an NBA ceiling. So that's a guy to watch because that's gonna be a, a matchup for Texas that could be. Uh, troublesome just mm-hmm. because of the length he has on the outside and Fair. he is a guy that can shoot uh, from the outside and of course the big man inside 7-1 Ryan Kalbrenner 
Oof. Man, uh, he is he he he's a force. Yep. Uh, and he's averaging 16 points per game, but he's not averaging a lot of rebounds. I'm uh, surprised he's only averaging like six, a little over six rebounds per game. But he doesn't turn the ball over, and that's going to be key for Texas. You got to uh, force him, put a lot of pressure on him, force him into making some mistakes and some bad decisions. Yep. Um, he's the reigning Big East Defensive Player of the Year, so rim protection on the other end of the court, he's a big factor there. Uh, but I think for Texas, the way they handle Drew Timmy was fantastic. Uh, they just made it really tough for those entry passes down low. Uh, yeah. Made it tough for the, the the guards and the guys making the entry passes, and made it really tough on Drew Timmy. Did not allow him to get that depth in there in, into the post. It's going to be tougher with a guy who's seven one. Yeah, and he's 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 a little thicker and a little bigger. But I do like the. Uh, I, I do like the approach and the game plan to make the entry passes really tough. Yeah, Try to disallow as many of those as you can, or at least the, the easy entry pass. Well, it goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning. You know, Texas's defense and the way that they are all over you and they're, they're, they're tenacious on the defensive angle. So you yeah. can't get that easy entry pass. You won't be able to feed the big man. You're going to have to see quick ball movements on both sides of the ball because both of these teams, they understand it. This is, like you said, this is an NCAA field for the very beginning of the season. This is, like this is elite Yeah, this is the <laughs> stuff that you yeah. want to see later in the year as well. And I expect both of these teams uh, to be there. But I want to talk about their point guard, Ryan Nim- Nimhard. Uh, 47 assists and only nine turnovers in eight games. He was the Big East Freshman of the Year uh, in 21 and 22, and he's also uh, part of the preseason Bob Cousy Award. So with Texas guards, which they have three of them that have NCAA tournament experience, how is that matchup going to be? He's only six foot, but he's got a brother that plays in the NBA for the Pacers, but he understands – yeah, I think, yeah, it yeah, is okay. Andrew. Yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah, yeah, that name was familiar. Yeah, 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 his brother Andrew. I think he made a three-pointer the other day at the buzzer to win the game, as okay. a matter of fact. All right. But you sit there and, and you look at the point guard and controlling the game. That's what your point guard is. He's mm-hmm. the guy that is orchestrating everything. He's the quarterback. So with Texas having three of those guys that can bring different levels of pressure to him to offset it, you know, uh, Sir Jabari Rice – Length. Long. He's got yeah. long length. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a buddy of mine. I was like, do you realize how long this dude really is? He really is. Because he's slim. Mm-hmm. And so when you're looking at him, you're like, ah, oh, I can get by him. And then all of a sudden you try you think you're about to throw one in the in the in the gap. And no, he's already taking it the other way. Same thing with Hunter, a defensive player uh on the all defensive Big Twelve team last year at I- Iowa State. These are the types of games that you go and find these types of point guards for. Because you know as well as I do, Rod, the more you watch basketball, when you get to the tournament, it's all about your guard play. It's very rare that it's about your big man. Yep. Uh, totally agree. And, um, man, Creighton's got some good guard play, too. But like you said, they're not as deep as right. Texas. Texas got nine players averaging at least 15 minutes per game. Yep. Uh, that could end up being, as Harge mentioned, uh, that could end up being the biggest factor as well. How fresh uh, is Creighton after that long trip and after, you know, they just uh, play, played a, a little tougher schedule, yep. I think, yep. early on, too. They, yep. They've had to play Tech. Uh, they've had to play, what, at Arkansas? Yep. And Arizona. They played, uh, and they played Arizona played in the championship Arizona game at Maui. Lost. Yeah, yeah, so they've had a little bit of a tougher schedule. Um, so we'll talk more about that, break that down. Of course, we're off early uh, at 5.30, and then we got the pregame for the Texas Creighton matchup. We'll come back. we got to talk about good news. It's great news. The college football playoff Woo! 
has officially come on. been approved for expansion. It is a done deal. We'll come back and talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie on 149 The Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. New theme Thursday based on the song choices that are played, the song selections. Harj and I are supposed to uh, pick up the clues and figure out what the new theme of the day is. Should we silence the Specs text line? Or do we not care? You know what? We don't care. Today, because that's where we have a truncated edition yeah, of the so show. so we need to know what it is. So Quick. we need some help anyway. So. I know that that's you got, Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. Um, but I don't know what the theme would be because is this well it wouldn't can be considered championship music would it oh for championship side that's good yeah. i like that so that's i good. would do look at Corey, that. you do you do know the theme yes but i i think i'm not supposed to tell y'all you're not you gotta <laughs> guess it, <laughs> so. I you al- it. we almost had him <laughs> I, did, I, like, I think i'm not supposed to tell you like, we almost job. had him good job Corey. good job <laughs> now we can hustle you yeah uh, all right there you go so if you, have, you got uh some uh you got any ideas you can throw them out there to the spec sex on five one two three three seven three seven seven six yes we did um gossip about our ex Tom Herman Uh, we did that essentially most of the first segment when the news did drop that he is going to be hired as the new head coach uh, for the Florida Atlantic uh, Owls I mean the Owls Mm, the Owls yeah did he work for Rice for a while too he did so he's worked for two Owls yeah that's weird yeah (laughs) <laughs> That's a, was that an owl or a no, wolf? No, I don't know what I was doing, dog. I, was, I don't know what That's I no, was no, doing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was he like, that don't sound like no owl. Yeah, the owls, whoo. Yeah, they whoo. I got yeah. love that. You, a one, a two. <laughs> how many licks? <laughs> I love that you you howl yeah. because it's an owl and I, in your brain you howl. Yeah, that's what I did. Howl. You howl for yeah. the owl. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. That was great. That was fantastic. All right, let's get to the college football playoff news. Okay, so apparently. The uh, 12-team college football playoff expansion has been approved, and the newly uh, expanded playoffs will begin in 2024. So what was holding things up, guys? Well, there are, there's always been multiple hold, uh, things holding up the p- expansion of the playoffs. Remember, initially it was the alliance. Yep. Remember the alliance, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. little make-believe uh, agreement and group formed by the Pac-12, the uh, Big Ten, and the ACC, and I, I love that in reality it ended up being somewhat of a ironically a Trojan horse for <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Warren and the Big Ten to go into the Pac-12 and go behind the scenes and poach the uh, the schools USC and 
UCLA uh, for their future expansion. But anyway, but I digress. That was the initial, I think, holdup for expansion, or at least the reason that they were giving uh, the media and the masses. And recently, because they got past that in the alliance, the alliance doesn't exist anymore because Kevin Warren destroyed it when he broke the trust, uh, the circle of trust, and he ended up poaching UC- USC and UCLA. Uh, the Rose Bowl apparently was the latest uh, holdup in college football playoff expansion. They need all the college football, uh, basically the college football playoff bowls. They need all of them yep, to yep. agree unanimously to expand. Five of the six had already agreed for expansion. The only bowl, college football playoff bowl, that did not agree to expansion was the Rose Bowl. So the uh, Basically, the officials, the college football playoff officials, they put pressure on the Rose Bowl, gave them a timeline and told them, hey, you know, the contract is up in 2025. Um, After that, nobody knows how college football is going to look. The NCAA don't know how it's going to look. They've been gutted and emasculated and defanged by the Supreme Court, the NIL and the transfer portal. All right. So they they don't even they don't even run anything anymore. We don't know what's going to happen there. And of course, we also know that that the media rights deal at that time will be renegotiated in a new form and it may not include the Rose Bowl or you. Right. I believe that was the ultimate threat. Right. And why the Rose Bowl decided, okay, I'm on board. Yeah, and, and why wouldn't you want to be? Because you are going to have, is it going to, the biggest question I guess for me would be, are you going to get it taken away from you having the Rose Bowl? Like, you could still have the Rose Bowl. Yeah, you can still have Because little, you've had yeah. everything else that's gone on, but there's 12 teams in it, which means you probably wouldn't get your uh, Big Ten and S, I mean, Big Ten and Pac 12 matchup, maybe, because one of those teams, could or be, two of those teams, would probably be in there. You'd have to go to our well. Uh, yeah, you'd yeah. have to go down, but they, down, but they're, down. They're including the Bowls right. in this agreement. Uh, well, uh, right now. I would say th- that's what they are saying now. I think that's uh, tentatively that yeah. they are saying okay. that the bowls are involved. The quarterfinals for 2024 reportedly are going to be the Fiesta Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the semis are going to be the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl, and then they'll have the finale in Atlanta. 2025 quarterfinals, Cotton, Rose, Orange, Sugar, uh, semis, Fiesta, Peach, and then the final will be in Miami. Okay. That's well, how they're doing it. Yeah, I, I, and they're they're still thinking that when they renegotiate everything, renegotiate everything in twenty twenty six, brand right. new contract, brand new media rights deal, that they yeah. could they could consider home, like home and away, like home field advantage, basically for the first round of the playoffs. Like instead of yeah for all yeah. those bowls, yeah. they could just decide, you know what, we want to give that those teams a true home uh, field advantage. So what they're saying is six highest ranked. Uh, champions get automatic qualifiers. Okay. So you got if you're a champion and you're among the six highest ranked automatic qualifiers, next six highest ranked teams get at large and the buys are for the top four conference champions. Okay. First round at uh, they said if they redo it, they would be the first round at a higher seeded teams. Um but obviously they're gonna use the bowls. That's not gonna matter because yeah. you'll be at it'll be like <laughs> yeah. Texas OU. Yeah, you're at here, but it's still it's a neutral site, so it doesn't matter. Okay. But, yeah. That's yeah I mean, I'm glad that we got to the expansion part of it. No that's question. the biggest thing for me is like, okay, now we can actually be like the, what is it, the one double A's where they've been playing oh, yeah. all these games mm-hmm. the entire time, which I've always thought was 
one of the weirdest things that I could ever listen to people say, hey, we can't do it because it's best for the students' welfare. We can't do it because of the students. What are you talking about? Student athletes. Yeah, I'm sitting there like <laughs> the one double A's been doing it and their budget is terrible compared to yours. So why would you even put that in the conversation? And I was always mad because no one ever really pressed them about it. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, we're just not going to do it. No, okay. it's not true. You should be able to do it because if they can do it on the lowest level, comp- not the lowest, but the one that uh, they kept I, saying, yeah. no oh, it's below this level, what are you talking about? It's never been about the student athlete. It's always been about my pocketbook and how much money I can save by not going and playing every single week. I think it's more revenue for you because if you just happen to get a home game during that time, why wouldn't you? That's what the other schools that's, are doing. That's why I think the, these individual like FBS officials are the – some of them that are associated with schools, athletic directors, of course. I think they're the ones who are probably fighting for the home field yeah. for the first yeah. round. I want that. That's a lot of revenue. That's a lot of revenue. A, Just think about a game yeah. here at DKR. We're oh, yeah. already talking about how much uh, 100,000 people yep. are already bringing in the pregame, Bevo Boulevard, how much yep. money is being generated. No Come on, man. Yep, I, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> and, you know, some people are wondering why now, why, why would they do it now? Well, I will say that, it, and I'll try to explain it, explain it as best I can because it was explained to me, and I thought, um, you know, they did a good job because it was kind of along the lines of what I was thinking. Basically, everybody now in these big, huge media companies, um, these media entities, broadcast networks, they're adapting and evolving real time to this new entertainment ecosystem where everybody uh, is consuming via streaming, right? That's yep, how, yep. Nobody watches That's how anything live anymore, and there are only a few cultural outliers that people watch live, all right? People watch, they like, watch news live. That's why news is still big. Specifically, even people don't like it, but disaster porn is a thing. Natural disasters, tragic events, people watch that stuff live. They watch that coverage live. And even though it may not be very tasteful, when you see severe weather uh, things yep. and they talk about it for 30 minutes, there's always a sponsor. Yep. It's disaster response. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Because <laughs> they know you're watching. They need your eyeballs. You're watching it live. You're not streaming. You're not DVRing and fast forwarding it through it. This um, disaster is brought to you by exactly. All that Beer. They need your yeah. <laughs> they, they need your eyeballs, man. So that's why yep. news and they, award shows used to be in this group, but not anymore. Award shows are tanking. The ratings are tanking. Nobody's yep. watching award shows. You don't you don't care anymore about award shows. But yeah, I missed the you, Soul Train Awards the exactly, other day. I mean, exactly. like, damn, I missed that. Um, but the great outlier is sports. It is the one thing that Americans watch routinely live. You watch it live. And not only that, it's a social agent. It's participatory. You watch it live and you go on social media and participate with other Americans about and and talk about that sporting event happening at that moment. It could be basketball. It could be soccer. It can be football, whatever. But that is, that's, I don't know if it's uniquely American, but it's definitely American. So when they're trying to figure out, all right, how can I get these, these advertising spots seen by the most eyeballs and put it where most Americans are going to view it? It's sports. So all the advertising dollars in America now, a ton of them are just going mm-hmm. towards sports. Not politics and news, too. Yep, <laughs> uh, but for sports, sure. things you're watching live because they know you got to watch it live. And yes, streaming, they get their content, too. But that's where the advertising dollars are going. That's why there's so much money now still in these broadcast deals. The Big 12 just re-upped for more than their previous deal was worth yes. when they had Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. Yeah, they got to figure something out. They're getting more money now up. without Texas and Oklahoma in it. Why? They, you need the Big 12. If you're a broadcast, you know, I need that content. People yeah. are going to watch those games live. 
Mm-hmm. I can sell. I can sell that to advertisers. Right. I can sell that. It's hard to sell stuff that people ain't gonna watch live because that's what advertisers want. So that's why there's so much money. Navigate Research predicts uh, they that proposed playoff expansion could be worth 1.9 billion dollars annually in a new TV broadcast rights deal. That's basically two billion dollars right now. You're around 600 million dollars. The Pac-12 would go from nine million to 27 million. Um, they predict a 20 25% increase in viewership. Um, that's part of these numbers. Your Power 5 schools get an extra $6 million. Um, it, I mean, you, you're talking about a ton of money. And the reason that that money now is hitting um, an, an all-time high uh, is because the sports has never been more valuable. Right. Never been more right. valuable in this current entertainment ecosystem. Yeah. And that's true. Never. I mean, you think about it. It's the only thing people are watching live. Y'all ain't watching. The only thing you watch live, unfortunately, are disasters, severe weather, news, election. Like if they if they have a oh we 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 love like presidential election coverage live, and we love debates. We want oh debates debate yeah. those range are through the roof. We like that because we just slanging just slinging trash at one another. Yeah, that's what it we is. Like both. Like, but, we love it. Yeah, but, but we hate it. What they figured out about sports? <laughs> sports is less. It's 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 less partisan. Right. Two. You like your team? They don't like their team? Yeah, we're, Let's you know, roll yeah, about we're, we're, we're yeah. divided on that, but we're yeah. not divided on some other right. deeper sociological issue or anything like It'll that. It'll cause an argument, but not to the escalation. Yeah. So of for advertisers, they're like, no, yeah. I'd rather put my, my commercial in the sports realm. I, yep. It'll be less, maybe less controversial there. No doubt. <laughs> now, no I'm doubt. not saying sports doesn't have its you know connection oh, it with politics. Was. It does, but I'm um, just throwing that out there. That's why it's worse to be like, why, why is there so much money? That's why there's so much money in it. Yeah. They, they just need stuff you. you're going to watch live. I'm with you. They love it, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's get to, uh, I'll get to our flex segment on the other side. Uh, we'll come back to conversation about the college football playoff and Texas football action. We'll go behind the burnt orange curtain at the top of the 4 o'clock. We're off early at 530. Speaking of burnt orange, Texas basketball, big matchup versus Creighton. Tonight, we'll get back to that preview as well. And UT volleyball tonight, too. They start in the, uh, the chase for the gold. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Raise right. that trophy. Yeah, man. Yep. Man, there you go. Uh, you're talking about a team with high expectations. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> they always got them for over there. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104. the Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday, and I have no idea what the new theme is based on the song selections. That's not Ozzy Osbourne either, right? It is. So it's got to be his birthday. That's it. Well, yeah, I was like, yeah. Good job. Ozzy Osbourne's birthday is Saturday. Yeah, I'm one. like, it has to be that, right? It's Saturday? Yeah. yeah. It's Championship a of, Saturday, too. A bit of a stretch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't Saturday. But it's the theme. I know it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow's 512 Friday, so you, you, know, you got to get it out true. there now. Uh, if there's any more notable birthday in between then and now, then <laughs> I would have to question it. Yeah, I got you. If there's a more notable birthday either today or Friday or on Saturday that, or, even on, or even on Sunday. That's fair. If we if do it stretching like this, we yeah. go all the way to Sunday. Yeah. If there's a more notable birthday, that could have been a more notable thing. But I, it's easy, I guess, if you yeah. just hear all Ozzy right. Osbourne. I was like, man, hold up. Is that back-to-back Ozzy's? Because yeah. I could hear that voice. All right. That's why I was like, okay, then it's got to be something. Because I was thinking – Championships. 
You know, because yeah. it's a big weekend. We got a, we got a big basketball game coming no, up. No, it makes sense too. We got the volleyball game happening. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we got football for high school, which going into our flex here in a second. But I'm like, well, if they're playing us, it's got to be his birthday. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, got to well, be his birthday. I'm glad it's a short show. Yeah. <laughs> we got, oh, you about to be jamming some more Ozzy, dog. I kid, Ozzy. I kid, Ozzy. I'm all waiting right. for the bat to be bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all right. Go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. Uh, we are, okay. <laughs> I, I, I can talk about this now because I heard Craig talking yep, about I, it, too. I, I was hoping that we was going to go there. I heard Craig there. talking about it. So Craig's talking go about there. it. We can talk about it. Yeah. All right. Last night, we had a... I thought it was supposed to be just like a, a simple uh, 30, 45-minute no, team sir. meeting between the owner and people and everybody associated with Flex. Uh, it turned into a three-plus-hour Zoom meeting yeah. about Flex and the Flex finalists. And I got to tell you, heated debates going Very on. Very much so. Heated debates about Love it. who deserves to be a finalist, who should be on, who should be off. Yeah. Uh, I, that's why it went so long. Yep. I mean, it wasn't like it, it, it went long because, oh, man, it was long and drawn out. No, no, no. It was guys fighting. Yeah. For different players right. and talking, you know, talking it through, whether it be stats, whether it be the eye test, or whether it be situation, circumstance. Oh man, he missed three games here. What does that mean? Oh, yep. look at the impact he it had. Was, His team's winning games because he made clutch plays here and all. Yep. Oh man, it went, it went down. Yes, it was lit. Love it. My man Snoop. Hey, dropped a couple f bombs. It's a flex. Yeah, he was, <laughs> it was lit. Hey, Snoop was passionate. <laughs> now, we ain't gonna talk about who you know the focus of the f bombs now, yeah, but it. Yeah. It did. So uh, just we, understand if your name is not on the list, or if your name is on the list, you earn that spot. Hey man, for <laughs> real. That and spot. that was somebody fighting for you. you yeah, get Megan, somebody was fighting for you. Somebody man. was fighting yeah, for we, you. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I was actually. I, I was a little surprised that <laughs> some of them disagreed. Like, whoa, going after going after Craig. Where? Come on, man. Wow. But it was it, it was fun and uh, I loved it. It was I, a great team. I was building. proud. It yeah. was a great team. I was building. actually proud of everybody because everybody yep. did a ton of research. Yep. Uh and everybody, yeah, put your name on it. Everybody's putting their name yep. on this, so they're uh really excited about what the possibilities could be for the flex. So we got the all flex team, uh, which is coming up. So I'll give you the kind of the rundown here. Tuesday, December sixth. Okay, that's when we're releasing the finalists for all positions. The finalists, but that's not the actual selections or the right, winners. Right, right. Uh, that's just the finalists, but it'll be for every position. We'll have finalists. Right. I believe we're going three finalists for every position, all 11. Yep. Right? If I'm yep, not mistaken, yep, yep, there's three yep. finalists, every position, all mm -hmm. 11 across the board. Man, we went into punters and long snappers yeah. and kickers. kickers. <laughs> Hey, you got about, love. Just understand. Man, it's been about 20, 30 minutes yeah. on the long snap. I'm like, we need yeah. to move on here. <laughs> All right? It's long snapping. We, we can move on, guys. That's, I get it. Just All pick right. one and keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, but, no, it was uh, it was passionate, and uh, it was really, really good. So, uh, but we all came to uh, conclusions on yep. the finalists. Mm -hmm. Actually, I still think we're working through some of this. Actually. Yeah, we are. So, we are. Let, let me not say that. I misspoke there. We're actually not. But we got we, – we have the rough draft of every position pretty much. That does still leave open – some wiggle room for you guys to hit us up. Go to flxatx.com. Go to the contact page. You can still hit us up with stats, names, 
uh, n- little nuggets of information, yep, yep. video, uh, media. You can upload it there. Go to flxatx.com. Go to contact page. So we want to make sure we still give you some time. And honestly, it was your contributions and suggestions yep. uh, that made us make go back and make sure we did our due diligence. And I got to tell you, it was a lot of due diligence done. It was. Uh, so it December was. 6th, that's when we're releasing the finalists. And then December 13th, we're going to unveil the first ever All Flex ATX team. Love it. Yeah, so that's happened. So Dece- December sixth, and then the thirteenth, and we'll be reminding you. And we got some um, some festivities planned uh, around the announcement mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that you guys uh, get the uh, the most of that FLX coverage. So we appreciate Snoop Snoop, JJ Don, uh, my man Zach Lucero, Derek working really hard, Nolan the Seed, the Seed, uh, Cameron yeah. working hard. Man, that Flex crew, that's a great. It's a great crew. It really is, man. We're we're lucky because we couldn't do it without them. Uh, they're yeah. doing a good job. So uh, go to flxatx.com. Go to flxatx on all of your social media platforms. We got to go behind the burnt orange curtain. We we come back. We're talking Brennan Marion interviewing for the Tulsa job. Uh, we'll gossip about our ex, Tom Herman, getting another job. Uh, Xavier Worthy, good news, bad news. We'll talk about it. We'll get into that. And more reflection on the all Big 12 selections. All of that and more right here on uh, Ball Don't Lie on 149 The Horn.